0: photographer. Check out Windsor's own Melissa Fay Photography with affordable and professional services ranging from lifestyle newborn to weddings and any of life's important events in between. Mention Hattrick Hockey and enjoy 10% off any service. Find her on social media as Melissa Fay Photography.
1: And hello, everybody. It is episode number 39 of Trick Hockey. As you all know, the official beer of Trick Hockey is brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, which we're now calling the Beer of the Buttes. So check them out. It's a great beer. Real quick here, we'll bring in Rob. Hi, Rob. Hello, folks. <laughs> How's it going over there? Oh, I'm broken. Okay, let's just get let's address the elephant in the room, Rob. What'd you do to your shoulder?
2: Uh just something really simple. Uh I'm getting old. Uh <laughs> opening the door at work and uh I end up hitting my foot, which stopped the door dead and I had a you know, death grip on it or whatever and, mm-hmm. and uh it just jolted my shoulder and like it almost brought me to tears. Like I didn't know what happened. So I just, uh, I ended up having to leave work telling everybody that, you know, I had hurt myself and, uh, had to leave work, went to, uh, the clinic seen a total butte there, Brad McDermott, Jamie McDermott's brother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he wished me all the best and, uh, he just turned 50 yesterday.
1: Oh no shit. Happy, happy birthday. Happy to
2: birthday, Brad. Um, and yeah, well, it turns out I had to get an X-ray and an ultrasound done. Um, I had no movement like I couldn't get my elbow even up to my tits like it was my shoulder hurt so bad mm-hmm. and uh it turned out there was nothing coming back on the x-ray and then the ultrasound uh came back there's there's fluid on my shoulder mm-hmm. so something popped, and uh, just I don't know Lots I don't know put fluid. fluid on my shoulder but i have a little bit more movement but there's no strength in it like i can i can move it you know up to my tits now on the side you know and everything Mm. but uh as for gripping anything you know i I can't lift anything it's it's just
1: fucking gl heritage if you wanted to no gotta do our all lefties That's brutal that sucks so. So do you know if you are you gonna have to have some kind of like surgery or like needle to suck the fluid out any type deal? do you know? Well yet?
2: we talked about the needle to drain the fluid but they said the needles are the fluid in there is a protection of something else damaging oh, it more okay. yeah, so they leave the fluid in and now I do therapy so I got I got therapy treatments tomorrow, Friday. And then, uh, I think we're doing an ultrasound on, on Wednesday too, oh, okay. just to see where we're at. And, uh, like hopefully nothing severe. So that fucking sucks, man.
1: Shoulder injuries are the worst. You're, you're fucking down a limb. Like, you oh know my God, I mean? it's,
2: it's, it's horrible. And, and like, <laughs> I, I was trying to sleep and I, I couldn't do anything. Like even just to roll out of bed, it was like, holy I felt like I felt like I was either 500 pounds or a toddler trying to get out of a
1: bed. Everything has to be on your back too, eh? It's so- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been sleeping,
2: I, I've been sleeping like a king, you know, like with yeah. the pillows underneath both arms, head propped <laughs> up. But any movement side to side, like laying oh, on, I can't lay on my shoulder, you know. And I, I'm a I'm a side sleeper, so yeah, yeah. It uh, it's fucked.
1: Well, we got to get you rocking by the summertime here so we can golf in the 73s tournament.
2: Yeah, well, the 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 therapist said, like, this is usually a, a three- to six-week injury.
1: Oh, so you're so good. So
2: hopefully not six weeks. You know, hopefully I can, you know, like, but like I said, I, I like, I can't even carry a plate in my hand without it just shaking like crazy. Like, yeah. I, just, I just want to drop it. Yeah, that sucks.
1: Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's not like it's a, it's a freaking finger like something where you can just kind of okay it hurts but you can go on around it yeah when it's a whole limb (laughs) like it's kind of hard to work around it it sucks it's like a dead arm
2: it's honestly honestly a dead arm
1: that sucks and you know you
2: always seem to reach out with it because i'm right-handed so every time i reach out with it it's
0: like oh oh, (laughs) Oh.
1: that sucks well let's get that shit healed quick so we can play some golf because it's starting to get nice out the weather's starting to break yeah so yep, we'll definitely sure. do that soon. So Robin's going to take care of that shoulder. So we'll, uh, so a couple things real quick. We joined uh, TikTok. I just wanted to see what was up. So I uploaded some of our little like clips and stuff that we have. So we're going to keep doing that. It's under the hat trick hockey, uh, under our name, obviously. So we threw up one of our videos and one of our videos got over 10,000 views in like a day, oh, in a day. Awesome. So In a day, we got like a couple hundred followers, like three, four hundred likes. Like we got thousands of views, like thousands upon thousands of views. So that's good. So I'm going to say this. And it can't be, I'm sorry, Essex County folks. This is this will be the only time you guys can't win something with us. But for anybody on that app right now, TikTok, that you found us there. If you message us, inbox us, tell us that you found this show on TikTok. If you message me there, I'll send you a shirt and hat. So for the first person who messages me on there, I will send you a shirt and hat. I don't give a fuck where you are in this, on this, on this world or in this world, whatever, however fuck you want to say it. I'm like all crazy brain right now. Planet. Yes. Anywhere you are. Thank you. I feel like fuck. I'm out of it. But Anyways. So you message me, I will send you a shirt and hat. I don't give a fuck where you are. So first person, like I said, and I don't know you, you're going to get a shirt and hat. So that being said, the merch store, as you, some of you may know that we actually threw up a bunch of our shirts. There should be some more uh, going up. I'm assuming this weekend, I'm hoping so. There's still a few more shirts that have to hit the store, but there are some new ones up there. There's like Property of A Let's Go Toe Drags. Uh what else is there up there? There's the Pylon one. Dad Rocket. Uh, yeah, dad, Well, Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's for the ladies, but Rob's turning in into the guy's shirt. So you can if you want, whatever. It's for anybody, but I'm just saying it's meant for the ladies. <laughs> um we got like eight or nine new ones up there, so check those out. For the goalie one. shut your five hole. Yeah, goalie shut your five hole. What was the one that, that you real oh crushing blondes? Crushing bonds, yeah. throwing Crush. bombs. Yeah, it's all there's a whole shitload of them up there. So we'll uh when we get well, we're actually working out a deal right now. So I'm thinking that it's I'm hoping that it's gonna be like a two for twenty-five type deal. So check that out. Let's get on to the hockey, Rob. Okay. Um, since you weren't here last week, the big story last week was Tim Peel. So people have obviously heard what I said on it. Do you want to hit on that real quick? Cause I know you weren't here last week. So do you want to talk about Tim Peel?
2: Yeah. I'd like to make a few comments on that. You know, I think everybody's being way too hard on this guy. Like, you know, like how many times you sit on the bench and, or, or you're out on the ice and you go, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. You know, like this guy mm-hmm. says, Oh, I really wanted to give him a penalty. Who cares? You know, and he's talking to his other referee buddy, you know, I don't know. Like, are, are we that soft in society that we can't say anything anymore? Like, I remember I was, I was texting something on uh, Facebook on the uh, Essex watch. And it was like, yeah, I remember when I used to drink out of a garden hose. And it was like, oh, shit, can I say hose? Are we still allowed to say hose? <laughs> like, are we changing uh, the Manwich, uh sauce to uh, what? you know, like
1: sauce. <laughs>
2: meat, meat in a can sauce, meat sauce. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, I don't know. I think they should have give this guy a break. They should have, before they fired him right off the hop, they, like there was, was there any kind of appeal? Was there any kind of like guys say, guys say shit on, on, on uh, the mics in the NHL, you know, like, do they, you know, fire these guys out of the NHL? If they say something, Stupid, like, I I don't know. I I just think it's,
1: I'm not sure he was fired. I think he was just kind of like let go because he was supposed to retire at the end of this year. He's been in the league for like 19 years, so he was supposed to retire. So I think they're just saying to him, like, listen, there's only at this point in time, there was like 20, uh, 25 games left ish, Mm -hmm. maybe of the year. So I think they're just saying, go. And then at the end of the year, just retire. I think that's Yeah, but let, let the do.
2: guy go out on top. There, there's so many good hockey players, coaches, you know, just like all around the NHL, mm-hmm. coming out to his defense, saying, "Come on, like really? You want, you know, know like could, could you imagine what what some of those coaches had said to him? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like kiss my ass. Okay, well, I guess I gotta. Well, yeah. fire him.
1: Yeah, you want to know, you know, know what I if if I was the NHL, just make them ref Buffalo the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a kick there in you, the deck. Be like, there you go. You want to be like that? Here, go over there where it doesn't matter. Have a nice day. Oh, <laughs> I know that's Ain't nobody want to go
2: to Buffalo. That's just that evil. Shouldn't hold on, any
1: have all just chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Next thing I kind of had on on the uh, agenda here was. Fucking Brady there dropping the mitts with Shea Weber. Did you see that one? It wasn't it was a fast tilt, but he just I did I'm thinking okay, they got all mixed up. Brady's gonna shove him away and skate away. Mm-mm, gloves went flying. Next thing you know, they're fighting, laying on the back of the net. Did you get a chance to see that, Rob, or no? I did,
2: I did. I thought it was awesome and good for him. That that kid he's just like his dad. Them oh, both yeah. them Kachuk boys are just like their dad, you know. Like mm-hmm. give the shit out, take the shit, beat the shit you know so, <laughs> so you knew it man
1: those guys uh, those guys play play the game the way it's supposed to be played i love i love
2: the way they play hockey i love it it would be, be sick if they end up on the same team together like uh you know the um the twins out there in vancouver oh
1: you know i could yeah. see that maybe at some point but i don't yeah that no, like...
2: somebody would be a very lucky team have those two guys
1: but if they meet up i think they're going to meet up in st louis where oh, they're from yeah.
2: right that could be yep. yep
1: and i think that will be with towards the end of their uh, careers obviously because let's face it brady's not going anywhere out of ottawa and matthew's not going anywhere out of calgary so they're both going to be captains of those yeah. teams i think yeah at a point in t- actually yeah brady's probably i'd say by next season he's probably almost ready which one do you think is the better brady what
2: Like, which one would you take on your team oh which like Kachak, what would I take? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh uh, fuck. Flip a coin. But if I had to choose, I'd probably go Matthew just because based on he's a little more skilled than his uh little brother, I think. But that could just be because his little brother hasn't been in the league for as long, too. So if I had to choose right now, I'm gonna say Matthew. So Matthew's the one in Ottawa? Calgary.
2: Calgary? I would Calgary. I would go the other way. Oh you'd go. I, I, I think the one in Ottawa's more skilled. I think, uh, yeah, I do. And and they're both assistant captains, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I like him better. I, I think he plays a smarter game. Um. And I think I, I do believe that he's mm. more skilled than his brother.
1: Either way, you can't really go wrong with with any of. No, <laughs> you're getting the same player pretty yeah. much. Yeah pretty much hands down would, right so i would agree good leaders
2: on the ice uh you know 100%. what i mean and being so young that 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 that's really impressive like that you,
1: you can see the leadership they get from their dad oh 100 well walt will kill him you kidding me yeah um vancouver canox man so the latest i'm not sure it could have went up 16 players and three coaches are on the covid protocol list so that being said um, the NHL is talking about a playoff bubble again. Do you think that a playoff bubble would be the best way to go, considering the way For things sure. are right now? For just, sure. Just fucking and do it again. Get it over. Well, it.
2: well, what are you going to do if, if one team comes up with the COVID in, in the playoffs? Now
1: what? You're out. Okay, but now where do you do the bubble?
2: Well, you have to do it
1: do it in Canada again, I guess, because Toronto's a hot spot right now. Yeah. You Know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I, that's I don't know, that's what I, I mean with, with Toronto, but I understand that they're in a bubble, which is okay. okay. You want to know what I think they should do? Keep it in the same city. If you do it in freaking Toronto, well, it's too bad because of the Jays. I was gonna say, damn it, oh, but the Jays are in Florida, right? Yeah, okay. So, if the Jays are in Florida, set up a rank at Skydome and play fucking that Skydome and AC. Well, ACC is what I still call it, but then you can have two ranks right there, bam, bam. Right nice and close to each other. Well right? they could you, do it. You don't have fans in there anyways. You set up a game at Lake Fucking Tahoe. I'm sure you can do one at fucking Skydome, right? Yeah. They That's can what do it you can have everything in the same city.
2: And they got all the they got all those hotels. They could live right in the in the skydome.
1: There's yeah, or there's a skydome. Whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, they them. have a place right there that would probably probably cover everything. Yeah. It's probably what, a couple hundred rooms there at least. Yep. Yeah you'd easily and you
2: wouldn't have do. to. Well, see, they they it doesn't seem like they give a shit over in the states like like you got Texas, Florida. Oh, yeah. See Don't no care whatsoever. You see no mask mandatory, game? no nothing.
1: Did you see that ball game yesterday with the Jays and uh where where were they? Texas. 40,000 people sold out game. Why not? <laughs> They're going for the herd immunity, I think. Yeah, but you stop. know what? It's like I think the like U S will get off like topic here a little bit, but I think the U S is just saying, fuck it. We're going to vaccinate everybody. We're going to open everything up. And if you get sick, we're going to give you a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. like, well, until I we get that here. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, unfortunately it's taking us longer to get to that point, mm-hmm. but I think it, it will come. It will oh, yeah. come because there's going to be like, what else do you fucking do? But I don't know, man. So I'm hoping that- so what
2: did, did did Vancouver have like a big bar mitzvah or something? <laughs> that, that I don't know. <laughs> everybody went to and fucking a and whole team got it?
1: I don't know what the fuck happened, man. It could have been on a bus, on a plane, on a- like you, Let's face it, you can get it anywhere and not even know that you have it. And all it takes is for one guy to be sitting on that bus with the team for a couple hours, and it will spread like wildfire. Yeah. That's all it takes. So- Hopefully they're supposed to get going again here in like the next couple days, I think they're supposed to resume their games. but And I think the NHL is going to be pushing back the playoff schedule. I think they're going to be pushed back a couple of weeks due to all the games that have been called off. So they're going to probably make up all those games, I'm assuming as well. So we'll see. Time will yeah. tell. They, and by the way, they have not announced anything yet for hub cities or city or sites or anything. So when they do, we'll let you guys know. We'll be sure to let you guys know.
2: I, I seriously think it'll be in the States for whatever reason, but you got to, you got to think uh, Canada is going to have to do it here. Mm-hmm. Like their playoff. Right. So
0: yeah.
2: where do you do it? I don't
1: know. But here's the thing though. Now, well now the, they also changed the um, corn. I think they're going to come to Canada. Reason being is the quarantine. They only dropped it to a week when they cross the border for the guys in the NHL. So they could get the teams that kind of qualified early-ish and that are done their fucking games because you still got those other few weeks, right, that they're going to push the schedule back. Right. So the teams that have made it and have played all their games, they're going to end up over here and they're going to do their fucking quarantine while they're as soon as they get here. Bam, quarantine, gotcha. they'll do their week and then, right? So that would be the only way that I can think about doing it because we have the shorter quarantine period, right? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, while we're still in Canada, we'll move out west to Alberta. Johnny Hockey. There's a uh, a lot of trade talk around him, so the few things that I want to ask you about that whole ordeal, Rob, is: Do you think it will be the summer or the trade deadline? And where do you think he'll go? Well, if Calgary was
2: smart, they'd wait till the till the summer because I think his value will go up more because of the COVID. It should mm. be gone by you know what I mean. They they, they they were saying that they hope everybody is vaccinated by July or something mm. like that. Yeah. Uh in Canada. So I, I, I don't think they'll get his full value worth um if they if they trade him now. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't seem like anybody's getting any really good contracts right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, because so yeah, COVID knocked a lot of shit down. Yeah. So unless he's like getting a first-round pick and a player ready to go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't make that trade. No, I'm
1: not sure. I would either. But I think. But where if if they they did if he did go like somewhere, where do you think he's going? Like where would be a good fit for him?
2: Hmm. Uh, Montreal.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that too. The other spot I thought about was Philadelphia. Yeah, might, might be another good spot for him, right?
2: What's the quarantine wait over there? Are you are you just ready to go? It's I'm just not good
1: to go. I'm not even sure, man. I would assume that it's at least a at least a week like here, but who knows, man? They could go over there, hit them with a few fucking things there. test back to back tests over a couple of days, and if they test and they're all like negative, they'll probably just let them play.
2: Yeah, like that's this is what I don't understand. Why can't they do like, uh, you know, what is it usually like three days when you get your test done? and you got the results so yeah. why can't why can't it be like a six six day waiting period where back-to-back yeah. back tests. tests let's see what you got well they can
1: probably get results quicker too right so
2: yeah well they, they can probably they get, MRI, get, they get everything done that day like yeah. if somebody needed heart surgery it was getting done that day at an yeah. nhl oh that's crazy they man. got so many good doctors and
1: and then everybody's like, oh, they're fucking what makes them different. Mer, mer, mer. Fucking tax dollars. You know how much tax dollars these guys pay? Yeah, You don't <laughs> pay
2: anywhere yeah. near what they pay. Yeah.
1: Put it, th- put it this way. They make more than me, you, and our whole group of friends. That's what they pay in their taxes <laughs> a year. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm not here to pick fights with anybody but I'm just fucking saying, okay? So, <laughs> if you don't like it, oh, well, that's my opinion. Tough shit. Um... <laughs> Next, the Aaron Eckblad thing. So him being out for the year in Florida, obviously making a push for the playoffs. They got to get somebody in that hole. That's a big hole to fill. Who do you bring in? I'm eyeballing two guys. I think it's going to be either Subban over, but he still has a lot of term left on his deal. So I don't see it. who I think it's going to be. It's going to be that kid from Buffalo. It's going to be Montour, who I think it is who, wow. would be, who would be a nice fit for him. Just because they're kind of the same style player. Um, This guy's young. He's good. He's just kind of in a shitty situation. Sorry, Buffalo. I know New York fucking loves us too. We got a lot of downloads. and We love you, Buffalo. We love the NHL, but you guys just got to get your shit together. So I can see them doing a full dump over there and just fucking getting rid of everybody, selling the farm. And I think that he's going to be one of the ones that's going to go, and I can see him landing in Florida. You? Yeah, I,
2: I agree. But uh, Buffalo, get some all-dress chips. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Bring a lot more <laughs> of them Canadians over there. Yes, it would. If you uh, actually, you Take know some one, wood we'll, off the windows. We'll start that. We'll start that little segment thing next week that we talked about off the air. We'll start that off the air. So in the meantime, you think we should just flip it over to, uh, to our interview? I had a great interview. Rob was hurt. He was all busted up. So I kind of flew solo on this one. So, I hope I did okay for everybody. Um, We had on Mike Scroy. Okay, so Mike Scroy is a just absolute gem. But not only does he, has he played hockey, fought his way up, and everything, he also trains mixed martial arts like fighters, too. He's got three fighters, I believe he said, I think three fighters that are like knocking on the door or in the UFC. So he trains them on all their stand up. So you guys will hear about that too. So in the meantime, we'll flip it over to Mike. Everybody enjoy Mr. Mike Scroy.
2: Roll it. Don't die.
1: This next cat on here with us has played literally all over North America. He's played a little bit overseas, AHL, CHL, ECHL, United League. Guy's been everywhere, fought everybody. <laughs> literally, <laughs> this guy has fought everybody. Mike Scroy. how the hell are you, buddy?
0: What's up, fellow?
1: How's everything going?
0: Fantastic. Fantastic down here in sunny FLA. <laughs> Loving the weather down there or what? Yeah, it's just about to get ugly down here. But you know what? I can't complain. I'm in the best state there is right now. So,
1: Damn fucking right. I'm jealous because of that weather there.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so let's hop right into it here, Mike. Where did you grow up like uh, playing hockey? You're a London boy, aren't you?
0: I was born in North York in in, uh, in Ontario there. And I, I lived about five years in Toronto and Unionville and a couple of Mississauga. And I moved to Calgary, Alberta when I was uh when i was six years old and played most of my hockey with the buffalos down there so oh wow so you played out west well my youth hockey yeah, anyways i moved to orlando when i was 14 or 15 years old i got a really a little bit of a messy timeline i've been a few places
1: <laughs> i guess holy shit yeah you've been everywhere but man they're still though living in florida that young must have been pretty cool though right like it's fuck you move there it's always warm it's always great
0: yeah, yes and no. It was a bit of a culture shock, to be honest with you. It was really rough down here, and I went to a public school. With like, I went from like a, a proper Canadian, you know, really nice place to like 2,000 people, and people getting killed and robbed oh. and shit. It was wild down here when I moved down. And I, I played a couple seasons down here, um, juniors actually, but I was really young, but I, I, it didn't take me very long before I left and started uh, going up north to play, you know, for most of the season. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus. So where, uh, like, where were you, and how old were you when you when you got your first look from a a like junior team?
0: Junior team. That was kind of so. That's that was the transition from Florida. Is I played in like a, just a ridiculous junior league in Florida where I was playing with 19 year olds and I was 13. Um, it was kind of wild down here too. And basically, I stayed another season, and at the beginning of the following season it was kind of clear that, I, that it wasn't going to be a, uh, a challenge to me to play in that league, so we started shopping around. Uh, and basically, just calling players. You know, I'd, 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 uh, I'd played in the Vancouver Super Series for, for Team Alberta. Um, I had done some things already that, you know, when I, it wasn't hard to shop me around at that point as, a, as an underager uh, mm-hmm. to some of the American teams in, in like the USHL and Frontier League, which is America West now. So uh, we actually contacted people, you know, in those cities first. And I ended up going to Vail, Colorado to play my first junior season when I was 15. So, Holy shit, I. Eh? Yeah, and then the journey I began. <laughs> I guess. It's
1: quite it's quite the journey, man. Like, you've oh, been yeah. everywhere. So I noticed, too, uh, you played in my neck of the woods here. You played for the Tecumseh Bulldogs. Yes, but sir. But I noticed a quick stop before you came here. The year before you came here, you played for S- Springfield Junior Blues.
0: Yeah, a couple, parts, of, parts of a few different years I played in Springfield. Yeah. Um, my the reason I came to Tecumseh was because of my coach in Springfield, who was just the best man at my wedding, actually. His name's Tony Curtali, who coached the uh, the Windsor Spitfires. He was the I mean, he'd won a bunch of national championships in uh in tier two and and for for Springfield, just some monster teams send like 10, 11 kids per team to D1 universities. It was wild, some of the stuff he did. Um, ended up being like a, a real, like basically a father figure to me. I mean, him and my dad are like my best friends and, and, and they're the only two people i ever tried to be like. So Tony came, came down to coach the Windsor Spitfires and we had a, we had a long talk about whether or not I should, I should play major juniors my last year or, uh, or play Tecumseh. Uh, I went to camp actually in, in Windsor <laughs> and they had a guy by the name of Jeff Kugel there
1: Yeah,
0: and that dude was like six nine, two ninety, And he just beat the piss out of me in like four <laughs> different fights and that. And we said, ah, maybe I'll try to get that scholarship. <laughs> 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 went down to, to Tecumseh and played a season there. But mm-hmm. that's, uh, that was the progression of going from Springfield to Tecumseh.
1: I guess I was going to say two stats kind of jumped out at me in those two years. So <laughs> The one was a ninety-seven, ninety-eight. before you came here. You had 328 minutes in the box. That's here. just what they had
0: on record, man. Yeah, that's I know. No, on record,
1: all <laughs> I'm seeing is what's on record here, but still, but as a, <laughs> for this site, that's the highest. That's a career high for you. Nice. And then you turn around and then you come here and you score 50.
0: Yeah, check out the PIMS that year, though.
1: Yeah, you had 214, it says.
0: I see, You know, I think that's getting fifty with two hundred and fourteen is a little, it's a little tougher than getting like yeah. four hundred with twelve goals or something. So that's that's are, impressive. Well, you know, I could have probably done a little less. You know, I was always trying to find my way with that. You know, I was, uh, I have for a fighter, I got a little bit of skill, and it kind of worked against me in my career. Um, because I, I wanted to play like a skill guy to just beat mm-hmm. people up. But I wasn't like good enough to be like a Cam Neely type guy. I just wasn't talented enough to be that. And that's what I, you know, I wanted to be the heavyweight, but I wanted to score goals when nobody would fight me. So mm-hmm. um, I was always, you know, so was always kind of going back and forth and with some injuries and whatnot that I had, I I, I attempted being a power forward for a little while as well. So mm-hmm. um, it was always a constant a constant back and forth on, on you know, what, what I was going to be doing here. So. Yeah.
1: Is there any guys on your line that year that kind of made it a little bit easier for you
0: or which year? Oh, yeah, Kyle Wellwood. He was 15 oh, years old.
1: He was okay, yeah, tap well, yeah, he, he
0: helped me get my 90 points or whatever. It was easy. Yeah, and was... another one of Kurtali's uh, kids who had come down ended up getting uh, a full ride to Finley, I think it was. But Pete Ryan and came with us, he's from Alaska. So mm-hmm. him, but Pete and I were best buddies, and, and they threw Wellwood in the middle between us, and we had a a pretty nice. crazy line it was we we're good you know, i guess holy shit yeah,
1: yeah he's fantastic so when you were like growing up who well a little bit of a two-part question here so sure. um who was your like favorite guy growing up who and did you kind of idolize your game after him
0: no so that's one there's one thing about me man I march to my own beat always so but that's good, yes though. did I have did I have some idols sure my first. The first guy I remember, because obviously I love, you know, grew up in Calgary, so like Lanny McDonald, um, you know, Jim Poplinski, Um, but I mean, obviously Gretzky and Messier and all those. I mean, that Battle of Alberta was just so so vivid for, for for any kid that was growing up in that time era. You know, Battle of Alberta was 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 wild, man. We used to was just some crazy intense stuff. But mm-hmm. I remember wanting. I watched Edmonton more than I watched Calgary because I wanted because I was just so like frightened and amazed by Dave Brown. Yeah, and I just loved loved watching him. He was just such a frightening character, like everyone was so scared of him. But he was, you know, he's amazing to watch. And it was I remember only watching like a period and a half, and not watching the second and third period when I was like growing up. So, but you know, besides that, guys like Messier and and uh, you know, and eventually you know Lemieux and. But my father were, was was enamored with the Russians, so I watched a ton of. Like the Russians play hockey, Makarov and Mm -hmm. all those guys were, you know, that ended up coming to the NHL many years later.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, So who is your, or actually how old were you, I should say, when you got, you had like your first actual real hockey fight, like on ice, toe to toe, like lids off.
0: Yeah, I was 16 years old. And I'd kind of wrestled around a few, with a few guys in practice, and and it took me a little longer to sort of mature physically. Like I was such a s- like slim, like really skinny kid, and I was always a skill kid. So you know, I used to get, I used to get attacked quite a fair bit, and I was I was good at like evading. And then all of a sudden, puberty hit. And the tables turned a little bit, you know. Mm. So, yeah, so 16, I was ended up playing for uh, after after I went to Vail, I, I kind of started feeling that that was going to be a big part of my uh, of my future role. I wasn't just going to be a skilled player. I could feel that that aggression starting to come. And uh, I fought a guy by the name of Josh Dyche. <laughs> and uh, and we uh, I remember going toe to toe with him off the draw. He was 21 years old and I, I was 16. And I remember that's a huge physical gap, yeah. you know, We had it was an overager as a part of an, under, you know, as opposed to an underager. And I remember throwing three punches and then I don't remember a thing after that. He hit me so fucking hard. And then I wake up in the trainer's table and they're zipping me up and I'm going, man, I was just so embarrassed. You know, I was like, man, that's just, I just sucked so bad. And guys were coming in afterwards. That was awesome, man. What's going on? So awesome, crazy. What's going on and I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. I just got knocked the fuck out. And be like, no, yeah, you did. Like,
1: what the fuck just happened? And I
0: watched the video. Dude, I bounced back up and just fucking feed him. And I don't remember a oh. second of it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. Sure. And then did it the next night and and, and beat him the next night. And then uh, went on a bit of a run. Like my, I want to, I want a bunch. Like the first few I, I did, I want a bunch right off the hop. That helped. So that's. Good.
1: But he hit you with a few hammers, eh?
0: Yeah, once you find out you're not made of glass, man, things are like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, Now, let's flip to the other end of it. What about your first pro goal? Where was that at? If you remember.
0: Well, I scored, I just, it's funny, I scored in Detroit Red Wings main camp in the red and white game, which was wild how I made it from like, Zero points and six college games to Detroit's main camp. That's a hell of a story. One of these, I got a lot of good stories, but that's a good well, one. Well, how did um, you so I'm going to call it my first pro goal. <laughs> but, but it was I was playing on a line with Gilchrist and Brown. Ask me how that happened. That's oh, nice. Well, that's a long one. I'm telling you, I'm playing with Gilchrist and Brown, uh, and uh, and I, I I get a real nice one coming in off the side. I end up leading all rookies. Besides Jason Williams and Sean Avery and scoring wow. in Detroit in my, in Detroit's main camp. So, yeah. And I, my first year, I think I had 10 in the, in the East Coast League. I might have scored in the American League uh, in preseason. I almost scored, you know, I had an assistant in preseason in the NHL that year uh, and, and a few fights. So, but that was my, that was my first, that was my first memorable professional level goal.
1: That's awesome, so. though, man. Uh, Cause I'm going to obviously like, red wings guy yeah. right so so for anybody that's been on there uh, either been the camp played on the team or everything is awesome for me like i love it
0: yeah but, man, awesome. um,
1: so speaking of red wings and all that stuff how many uh gordy how fucking tricks there do you think you've had, if you, so, had to, if you had to guess
0: so like not very many i'll tell you why because it's it's so hard to do all three right? like i've got a few <laughs> juniors but like usually if you're like I've had a ton of games where I've I've scored and fought. I have a lot of goal fight games mm-hmm. because when you got when you get space around you, like that's the time you're going to shoot a little bit more and make some motions, you know what I mean? So yeah. usually I would fight in the first period. A lot of my fights were in the first period. And uh, and then I'd have a little bit of a 10-foot bubble around me. You might as well use it to shoot. So, you know what I mean? Fucking so, hurts. not a lot of, tons of fight and goal games, but not a lot of Gordie Hattricks. Maybe less than a handful of Gordy house
1: Because it's hard to get that assist, eh? Hard to get
0: the assist, yeah. <laughs> hard to get the assist in Gordie Hattricks than goal. Nobody tells you that.
1: <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the best um, I could <laughs>
1: so what's like what's the craziest thing you've seen off the ice like just being out with the boys fucking around you don't have to mention names but, but like how long you got Well, just whatever something that kind of stands what's out the in
0: the craziest thing I've seen, it could bro. be funny yeah. it could be crazy you could be but... here for a while my man <laughs> <laughs> um wow man that is it could a, be something funny loaded, too it doesn't matter I, no that's a loaded question that's a loaded question let me see here <laughs> I, got a, I got a couple um so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a couple good ones well I'll give you sure. the first good one is I, I come back from I come back from Pelham uh from from uh uh UMass Lowell so I, I, I ended up Quit quit UMass Law. I, I I dipped out on on, a, on almost the full ride there mm-hmm. and uh, to play pro hockey. And I came back and there was a junior league in Florida, eons ahead of what I played six or seven years before that. Um, good enough to kind of keep my edges sharp, you know, before I went to Detroit's camp. I don't know. That's right before I got to Detroit's camp. So I played and we had a playoff game in Pelham, Alabama. And uh, I was averaging about three goals a game there at the end of the day. It was, it was just having some fun. I beat up a couple kids just to, you know, just set, set the score straight early. Fuck and um, and uh, so they, they kind of went after me in, in playoffs. And I don't know if you know Pelham, Alabama, but this place is not – you could walk down the streets there and just look around and be like, yeah, no one here no, even knows what hockey is. But yeah. they would get like 1,400 people just wanting to, wanting to watch like what it was. So, But the fans were insane. They're absolutely insane. So, me being you know the loudmouth that I am, I, I, I would antagonize some of the fans. And uh, at the end, I ended up getting kicked out of one of the games and they threw shit at me. So, I went in there and just went after some fans. And it got a little ugly, got separated. But since it was playoffs and they didn't know if there was going to be an endless overtime, I actually had to go back into the penalty box at the end of the, of the third period or at the end of the second period oh. so that I could sit and wait the whole thing out so by the time that happens we end up losing regulation we all get off the ice both teams start brawling in the hallway oh shit yeah it was wild but i'm at the end of the whole ordeal because i was coming out of the penalty box so i'm trying to get my way through and it's it's like a scene from braveheart man it was just old old time hockey boy it was it was crazy and i remember uh getting yoked in the from behind with, with a stick, somebody got me with a stick underneath my throat and I could hear a bunch of really loud yelling, just awkward noises that wasn't, wasn't sort of cohesive with what was going on. Mm-hmm. And by the time I figured out what was going on, it was police yoking us all up. Anyways, because they – they, they, they <laughs> this is a real thing. They put me in handcuffs uh, with full hockey gear on. They handcuffed my ankles underneath – behind my shin pads, my skates. They uh, Behind my – hands behind my back and took me out and and I went to Pelham, Alabama's holding cell. This is a real fucking story. The mayor of the city had to come down and bail. You can't make shit like this up. The mayor of the city came down and had to bail me out and explain to the arresting officer that it wasn't disorderly conduct, that's just hockey. And I didn't get out till like 2.30 in the morning, the boys were waiting on the bus. And and a couple of the other guys went to different places and holding and it was, the police had gotten involved in a hockey brawl, but it was in Pelham, so they didn't know any better and start arresting people and holding us. That's so you insane. should have seen the people's faces when they put me in the holding cell to take my skates off. There's like four people chilling on like this one bench. They all got up and like, yeah, you can sit here.
1: <laughs> well, a guy, your size too coming in, right? They're probably like, uh, full of hockey gear in yeah. holding
0: cell. You'd be like, bro, take whatever. Part be like, yeah,
1: a- Andy's wearing all the stuff. We can't even hurt him if we want to. <laughs> Jesus, so that,
0: that's, that's up there. That's yeah. So the, uh, with, with apologies, the 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 mayor, you know, got me out and. And uh, I think he did something nice for the team too. I think he did something really nice for the boys afterwards. I, you know, got, got them all free old country buffet or something. The next time yeah. they came up, I don't know, but I think he did.
1: So that's fucking yeah. insane, dude.
0: Yeah, man. That's just <laughs> off the rip, buddy. That was old time hockey was kind of like that every weekend. So that, that was a bit much, but you know. Here's
1: one. What's the worst, worst like injury you got
0: fighting? uh well i broke my neck twice and i also had my orbital floor uh redone oh that's a tough one between those two you
1: broke your neck Uh, how the fuck did you do that
0: twice man uh once i think they're both like um both of them were the wear and tear for just just from what i was doing i'm actually like a really small heavyweight you know a lot you know i i uh you know i'm a shade under six foot four uh, for the guys that you know, for a super heavyweight, you know, I wasn't like a medium guy that only took on. Like it was, I asked everyone, and everyone asked me. But like, mm-hmm. no matter how big you were, like I'm fighting, you. I'm like right now, I'm six, I'm a shade under six four, and I weigh two ten right now. That's just that's what I do when I work out minimally and I don't eat a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but that's you know, so a lot of wear and tear in your body when you fight the way I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't not a lot of defense, so uh, I I got a broke fighting David Kochi. the once I actually won the fight. Uh, I, I kind of dropped him with a with a really good overhand and he fell down. He's about 260 and his hands were holding on to my jersey. And I tried, oh. to, pull, I tried to hold him up with my jersey and my neck and my discs both popped from either side of my neck. And then later on, uh, that old injury sort of took its toll on me. I, I felt it in a fight where my whole arm just had an electric shock down it while I was punching him, and uh, they did a, a thing. So, yeah, man, you busted up again. You can't play anymore. So but, yeah. But maybe, honestly, worst injury, to be honest with you, the one I – I mean, I'll do that 100 times over before that. DJ King hit me in the eye one time, and he hit me with his – normally when you get punched in the face, your orbital floor or your orbital bone takes the brunt of the attack because that's just – you know, your yeah. eyeball doesn't get hit first. Yeah. But it was – the doctor said one in a million punches, his knuckle hit my eyeball before oh. the surrounding oh. orbital floor areas. Oh. I shot back in my head and crunched all the little potato chip bones behind your – eyeball called orbital floors now i have those they're all like metal and plastic and stuff now with me, so oh that's god. that's probably the worst one yeah. so his but knuckle I mean hit
1: directly on your eyeball
0: yes yes and that oh was my god yeah i was like and i didn't like lose time or anything like i didn't get knocked out I, just, I mean it was definitely considered a knockout but i didn't like go out or anything i just had to i took a knee and i just remember looking on the ice and seeing the blood and then throwing up on the way home on the bus And so yeah it was, oh. that, was that was a nasty one so, so but, hey, it, part, i mean part of the sport man, part of the I,
1: I, I was just about to say but what about your site like you got your sight and everything like everything's fine <laughs>
0: Yeah, even the next, I mean, as long as I don't fucking fight heavyweights on a regular basis, man, I got hundred percent recovery, bro.
1: Holy so, fuck, you're that's insane, dude. Yeah, that's a bad injury. Yeah, but it's
0: time to, you know, I was telling you, I wanted to sticker, you know, I you know, I played a little bit for the solar bears after that. You know, I helped out 10, 15 games here, two games here. I came back one year, I was like a couple of years ago, just to fight one kid and stir the pot against the floor pad just after one just one game. So <laughs> I
1: seen that you had uh 17, 17 minutes in one game.
0: Yeah, I was. that uh-huh. was. I, it was a setup. It was crazy though. The, the referees. There was no way they were gonna let me go of that game. But I did my best.
1: <laughs> like, Fuck, I guess. Me Drake,
0: nobody was fighting. I just. I warmed up without a stick, and I just started yelling at the other team because they are just the big. You know, it's just. You know, they they got their fighters get. 200 and something minutes and penalty guy's such a coward. I, I, Goody yeah. or Goldie, I don't know. And he's just grabbing skill. He's fought five guys with over 50 points on our team. Just come on. Just And I was, I was helping coach at that time. And, and Drake's like, you want to suit up the last game? I'm like, I'm not bringing a stick to warm up She so he goes, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just leaning over the red line, just fucking drooling. Oh, yeah. Marloff, and eh? nobody
0: would look at me. They were just going like their coach. I say, don't even acknowledge him. I, I, Played, like, two periods. Drake was double-shifting me. I almost got, like, a couple goals. It was ridiculous. Holy
1: fuck, that would have been hilarious.
0: I had about That'd a 20-foot bubble around me. It was kind of funny. Hey, um,
1: so you're good friends with uh, Gillies, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, brother, um, he's just
0: the, no, he's one of the he's one of on our grooms when I went. I was
1: just going to ask you that. So, by the way,
0: congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um.
1: Also, like, you guys fought, too. So, like... Yep. Is it weird, like fighting on the ice, but then like you guys are friends off the ice, or is it just kind of another day at the office type deal?
0: No, nah, it was weird for us for a bit, but we we're just such good friends that we got over it. So,
1: yeah, because I think he's gonna he's gonna come on here too uh,
0: at some point. No, he's are gonna love having him on. He's just a beauty. <laughs> I've
1: been uh, I've been shooting the shit with him a bit, so yeah, seems like yeah.
0: <laughs> seems like a great guy. Um.
1: What was it here? I had a note on you. Oh, you went to throw a game or you went to throw a hit in a game one time and you met, you fucking broke the glass.
0: <laughs> I did that twice, but yeah, that was the one. That I seen that video. There.
1: How did you get all the glass out of your equipment? Did you just did I, you have to take I mean, everything I, off?
0: I had to take everything off, go shower, and then come back and play.
1: Oh my so god.
0: I, and I was so concussed. <laughs> I remember, just, I have been concussed. Right? You know what? That's such a shitty term these days. Man, I got hit hard by that fucking turnbuckle is a better word. Dude, so, I
1: couldn't believe it. I've never seen anybody break the glass like
0: that. That was pretty wild. I was so mad. because I don't know if you saw the beginning of the clip, but that's in the American League. And I had an end-to-end rush where I dangle the D and then go off the crossbar with my backhand. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. Like, you don't get that many <laughs> chances as a fighter like that. And mm-hmm. it was it was one of those perfect plays. and. And I was so mad that I missed that I really wanted to just kill a guy and <laughs> threw the brakes <laughs> on the last second and I went <laughs> going. <laughs> I was like, Holy shit. He was like, He just uh, went to nice fucking that boss. That was nice he- one. Yeah, even some of the guys on their team who didn't like me very much were kind of like, hey, man, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd be like, that was fucking awesome. Like, what the was, hell? Well, what I was that <laughs> it was wild.
0: That was wild. There's was actually the cra- was a crazy story about that. There was like, there's a, a, an Orlando, and that was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. There was an Orlando youth hockey coach there with his team on a tournament who I became, who I ended up coaching some of those kids on the team. And I'm friends with that coach now oh, who sure. like, I came back to where the chance, I come back to Orlando, and they're like, yo, we were at that game.
1: <laughs> oh, That's shit. awesome, though.
0: There's only, like, one rink in Central Florida, you know, the chances of that, them being Hershey for that game, you know, playing themselves, it's wild coincidence. But. That's pretty sweet, though. Yeah.
1: So you've obviously, like, you fought everybody, man. Like, you fought Big Earn. You fought, yeah. like, you fought for everybody. Man. Who? Almost. Who's that one guy who like hit you and you were like oh my god like who hit you the hardest
0: so i've been asked that a few times and really like so like the dj king i'm not saying like i don't say anything is a lucky punch man i got caught i got caught hard the doctor Mm -hmm. said it was a lucky punch the way it hit me so i don't know if i'm gonna count that you know like we fought again but you know he didn't really land much in our second one it was kind of weird but um I'll tell you, I'll tell you, bigger and hit me with one at the end of his, At the end of our fight, ha- had a little stank to it. There's no doubt. Um, uh, there's a guy by the name of Marty Melnichuk, uh, a minor league legend. Uh, you gotta look him up, man. Dude didn't wear shoulder pads or elbow pads. Or to, just one of the scariest dudes ever. It was like oh 270, God. like six three. Just threw hammers. Just cr- look him up. He's crushed everybody in the minors old school. But I'm gonna have to say, out of everybody, hands down, Stone Cold Steve McLaren. Not the one that used to play in the show. He played a little bit in the show with the minor league legend, yeah. Stone Cold Steve McLaren, the most underrated fighter of all time, in my opinion. Next just, to John Yerskin. Just, so, just hammers and fucking hands? Paul Lau's John Yerskin, Steve McLaren, the three most underrated fighters of all time.
1: That's insane, dude. Fuck. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Ah! Here's, uh, here's one, though. Is there anybody that you wanted to fight, but you never got to?
0: Yeah. So... There's well yeah there's a guy there's a guy I'm glad I never fought. Who's that? <laughs> and then because I thought I did really well against Bugar. There was some guys that did really well against, but I'm I am so happy I never had to fight McIntyre oh. like that. I'm tailor made for that guy. <laughs> like I I'm, I'm I'm a I'm very you know people think I'm just a wild guy, man. I'm extremely studious, man. I I study my opponents. I'm now a very successful coach. i was a mm-hmm. successful fighting coach. I have guys in the UFC that I mm-hmm. train right now. Um, you know I, this is. I'm a detailed individual, is, is maybe a in loose, a little bit crazy as I can get. Um, I'm a very detailed individual, and I know how I match up well. Uh, I understand how to read, you know, body mechanics, and I understand how, you know, how to maximize sort of my build, my strengths, other people's weaknesses. I'm really, really good at figuring that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at the height of my game, I, I like – I know it's – I would want wanted to fight George LeRoc, and I'll tell you why. He was so good at pulling people around and pulling people around and pulling people around, um, and I, I have super long arms for my height, mm-hmm. so I feel like I feel like uh, I could have. I think he was always susceptible to to the kind of quickness, uh, right hands that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was not a lot of people that had, you know, incredible quickness. A lot of guys that did were smaller, um, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't have didn't have that electrifying kind of that snap back, bullwhip kind of shot. So um, I think that would have been that would have been one of my that would have been the first first guy I would have taken the first awesome, guy I would have challenged.
1: That's yeah. actually uh, not the first time that um, McIntyre's name has actually popped up on here. There was a guy we had on, and I'm wondering if it's the same guy. I think it is, but we had on Tommy Gomes on here one day, and Tommy Gomes played in OKC, and uh, I think he they they fought. And like uh, he did like fairly well against
0: them. Well, there was, everybody has it. And B- Bugard, there's always people that do really well against people And a certain mm-hmm. point in their career. You just have to, and fighting is a tricky thing because, mm-hmm. and I can literally tell you the, the day, there's, there's days that it all just comes together. And it's how you do against that fighter then. Because mm-hmm. everybody's got their ass kicked. I got my fucking ass handed to me a million times in my first couple of years. You first year. and that. You know, and everybody, oh, I did good against Troy. Well, how old is he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and there was a time where McIntyre hit a streak. And I'll tell you right now, that Bougard, number one, McIntyre, number two, Bob Probert, number three, hands down, period. Anybody that wants to talk about old school this, that, the other, I mean, you can't do, you can't do what Bob Probert did anymore. These guys are lifting weights. They're, furiously large they throw hammers they got boxing coaches they're Mm -hmm. successful strikers i mean this is just a whole new level of training and expertise um, that that wasn't available back then and you know and you know some of the crazy stuff sort of took its toll obviously on some of them and rest in peace to the ones that you know didn't make it out of the job because it's it's a hard thing to do but one Mm -hmm. and two of all time if you're talking about the two guys out of the history of all hockey fighters that you would not want to have your gloves dropped and looking right at. One is Bugard, two is McIntyre in their fronts. Mm-hmm. Hands crazy, down. Man. Anybody that says any different has never fought either of them or there's never fought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: now, yeah. Those are two of the fucking all time heavyweights, man.
0: They had the hardest punches ever. You, those guys put you to sleep. And that's one of those are the kind of guys, the reason, not the major reason, but that's a big reason. Why there isn't as much, why the enforcer role, the guys were just getting too big and too strong and too fast. Like, someone was going to probably fucking die. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. I it was again, again, those guys. I mean, look, again, look at McIntyre's like knockout list. Look at, I mean, he's knocking guys out. They're not waking up, man. And mm-hmm. these aren't small guys, these guys like Ratia Savanas. I fought that guy four times. He has 175 pounds, six foot five Russian. Looks like he's been chiseled out of stone. And Mac put him to sleep. He didn't wake up. That's like, crazy. that's the kind of like, that's that's that was regular. I think Bugard went on a fucking what was it 11 or 12 fight knockout streak? Yeah, Sugden ins- did so. Was Brandon Sugden had it had a, the lockout year, did the same thing, went on a seven. McGrath knows all kinds of heavy names on there, too. So there was some crazy flash in the pan, guys. Like Just Sugden was a killer
1: hitting fucking snooze buttons. Hey, eh? no, ridiculous,
0: ridiculous. That's so
1: that's insane. So on that actually now that we're like shooting shit about that so if you go in uh somewhere let's say you fly into a city or you go on a bus or whatever into a city would it affect what you did that night like would you sleep like shit or anything just knowing kind of what you had to do the next day
0: so i had a long career What part of my career are you talking about <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that's what i mean like is there just any like is there just certain like certain spots you would fucking go into where it's like, oh man, I got to fight this guy. And then it would affect your sleep and just kind of what you ate or anything like that. Yeah, would so it, throw, one of the, it throw your whole... I know, that
0: it, I know that it did to a lot of people and those people probably aren't doing real well right now. I'm mm-hmm. serious. Those are the guys that people don't talk about this a lot, you know. That's why I um, asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No is the, is the question, is the answer to the question. And uh, Gillies is going to tell you the exact same thing when you ask him that answer. And that's one of the reasons why him and I are, are probably going to be doing okay. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, it's not, we, we just love to fight. <laughs> like it's in our, it's in our hearts. Like I have no reason why I should want to be a fighter. Like my parents are awesome. Like I have money growing up. Like everyone treated me real nice. Like, well, yeah. not everybody treated me well. I had, I, had a, I had a pretty good life in comparison. I didn't, I wouldn't have to fight for my next meal is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, I didn't, I, I could have yeah, done other things. I, grind, thing.
1: like a I just, grind,
0: I just fucking love it. I was enamored with it ever since I first saw it in hockey. And now I'm I'm coaching at one of the top levels too. So, um, but that's why. And a lot of these guys, um, you know. And, and again, I'll, I'll, this is opinion, but I think there's a lot of strong. Uh, I have a lot of strong points that that I, I can support here. A lot of these guys are pushed into it when they become a certain size. Like a kid like Derek Bugard, probably wanted to be a really good hockey player, and you know, like he just happened to be six foot eight, and he just happened to have fridges for hands. And they're like, "Well, fuck, dude, you want to play in the show?" And he's like, "Yeah." And once you hit a stride, man. Once you get that stride, you don't lose. For, when you're like that big, you don't lose for a while. You mm-hmm. know, some of these guys they get it. Like you just you go on these streaks. But to get to the NHL, you got to be on a hot streak, and that's how you roll. Like you don't lose for a while. These top guys, and then all of a sudden, you get to the top level,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: now every night you got to fight a guy just like you. You better love what you fucking do, otherwise, you got big problems for your mm-hmm. next five, ten years. And that's so, the
1: and that's the fucking constant grind that no one really gets of guys who had to fight their way up is that's the grind like that's what you have to do fucking day in and day out
0: just to see Yeah, but you got to love it, lead. man, otherwise yeah. it'll, it'll fuck you like I I mean yeah, we call it the grind and everything, man, but I wouldn't fucking trade a day of it for anything, man. I love yeah. that shit. I love that shit. <laughs>
1: You're what we call a unicorn. <laughs> like <laughs> cuz like a lot of guys are like I fucking hated it, right? Like yeah.
0: There's a few, and that, you know those, and, and I'm okay with that. It's like, yeah, you, you gotta. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would fucking do it, and mm-hmm. and we'd all be millionaires. We'd all be tough guys, the best hockey players. Like, it's the whole, it's the whole fact that you might not end up okay. That's why. This drives me crazy. This whole like make safe, make things safe for adult athletes. I don't want shit safe. If I want it to be safe, I'm an adult. I can make a decision to go do something safe. Yeah. But I want something with some serious risk involved in it. That's what gives me the reward. And unless it's a bunch of guys that actually play hockey or do what I do, talking, voting on it, you know, as, as, as like we're the players, it's our game, we want this, then it disgusts me when people that have never played at a top level want to talk about what's safe and what's best for the game like they fucking played it it drives me <laughs> mad when you got these people that literally never laced on a pair of skates we need to protect adult athletes like fuck you man yeah you know unless the players are crying out for it go fuck yourself
1: exactly so, no one ever and a lot of the times it's the ones that chirp or the ones that never played a game in their fucking life
0: those it's always, always the time. it's always it's always those guys Or you got some, like, nutcases out there like Carcillo and, you know, idiots like that who who try to pioneer things. Take my name off the Stanley Cup twice. Made me want to throw up when I read that article. Yeah. That's a dude who, like, actually, you want me to, like, hold on. Let me go into this a little bit because that dude, that dude was the biggest rat ever when he played. Like, you want to talk about concussions and stuff? How about you don't challenge six-foot-four people in front of their bench, poke the toughest guy in the league in his nuts, go ahead and cross-check the other team's best player, and then you want to whine because the big boys stepped down on you and now your little headache hurts? Yeah. You know what, buddy? Go fuck yourself. You're a fake, you're a pretender, and that's hey, – a. and everybody knows it, man. There's not any – everybody knows it. You can't play like that and then cry victim, okay? Yeah. You can't do that. You, I can't have it both ways. You no. can't beg. You can't hurt people, and then when somebody brings the hurt to you, say I'm a victim, that's bullshit, so.
1: And I think that's the problem in the NHL today is nobody's held fucking accountable for anything anymore. like, you know what I mean? You go out, you throw that fucking stupid hit. No one's coming after you really. Like, you know what I mean? Or you got a guy coming after you that never fights. Like,
0: It's the same in society. That's just the, that's just the world we live in today, man. It's everybody else. You cut to the head, you cut to the head with the, with the puck into the middle with your fucking head down. You wake up looking at the ceiling and it's somebody else's fault. Me a fucking yeah. break man i gotta <laughs> deal with this shit all the time i run i run contact clinics down here and i tell the parents i'm gonna tell it like it is this is this is banning you're allowed to get hit now now this is for real this ain't you know you got yeah. your kids gotta keep your head up we, i do not just i don't just tell them to do it i have crazy drills on a daily basis that we're doing that forces them to keep their head up yeah not you not super de- if anybody has a super deaker out there listening right now and they had a kid training on the super deaker Put it in the garbage, light fire to it. It's gonna get your kid knocked out one day, staring at those little red lights on the ground.
1: I, I agree, because you're everything's you're looking at your fucking laces, man. You're gonna get yeah. rocked.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is people, but the the, the danger about that shit is, is that you don't know until Bantam, right? So you could be doing mm-hmm. that shit, being the top goal scorer on your team, thinking you're hot shit, staring at the puck, going down the ice. Now you're thirteen years old, you got to rewire so much stuff in yeah. your brain, it's not gonna oh. happen.
1: That reminds me of uh, Korea
0: and Scott Stevens. Like, it was that
1: that kind of hit. Like, you get fucking smoked.
0: Yeah, that was wild, though. I mean, but again, you have to understand that if you cut to the middle in hockey with your head down, anything that happens after that point is your fault. You will. That's like walking backwards in traffic. I mean, I just don't understand how how you don't like cookies. Let's just walk out into the the street with my eyes closed. I don't know. Like, that's dumb to me. And if you do that, then you haven't been coached properly, or you should just sip your milk and say, I made a fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. And it's my fault. I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn not to do that next time. Yeah. Oh um. uh,
1: I've been rocked a few times, man. So I know what it's like.
0: Yeah, it's, it <laughs> sucks.
1: A lot of the times it's like a guy throwing a pass and you're like like looking back and then you just get fucking corked that's how these
0: are part of the game i mean but that's what makes it exciting too though i mean really it does and you know you you don't want to put yourself in vulnerable positions but you know the lack of mobility that that skates can create sometimes Mm -hmm. you know makes you vulnerable you know north south especially so
1: i also noticed in uh 2003 2004 you won the kelly cup there so
0: yeah, it's kind of weird. I got suspended for the entire playoffs in Game Two, so uh, <laughs> I jumped out. It was a bro, It was so stupid. I was gonna this say, guy well, challenged was, the, the whole bench. I jumped on and chased him around the ring. He's like, "Anybody but him." It was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> and then I got suspended for the rest of the playoffs because it was the end of the game. It so he so challenges ridiculous.
1: everybody. You go after him, and then anybody but him.
0: No, he ch- it was a brawl. He beats up somebody on the ice, and then he comes mm. over to a bench and fucking gives the old Don Wensing, Don Wensing, or John Wensing. Challenges the bench, so like I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Oh, okay, and I jump out. He yeah. fucking skates off the ice, and they're like oh, anybody but him in Vegas. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on right now? And then I get suspended for the rest of the year. Horrible. Not but not I did get sure. to play. You know, Zen uh, Kanapka, Lance Galbraith. You know, a couple of my old buddies, man. Zenin is probably my favorite hockey player of all time. He goes Kanaka, Trevor Gillies, Paul Louse. <laughs> I got. I got some favorites. I was um, just
1: gonna actually ask you how many. NHLers that you got to like play with and was there anybody that really fucking stood out to you whether they like helped you with your game or just off the ice you guys got close
0: yeah quite a, quite a few you know so I played the the lockout year uh two lockout years ago I played with Wilkes-Barre which was essentially Pittsburgh that year I mean we had just the you know Scuderi, Flurry, um, Armstrong you know Nazardine uh, God, I can't even remember. We had just, like, Michelle Tarian was our coach. Mike Yo was our assistant coach. That's uh, well, I, I mean, I can't, we were just, I remember her. She had 100 points that season and didn't make the playoffs. But oh, every wow. team had two heavyweights. And we had, there was so many, there was so many. I remember Jason that really stood out. That was also Carter's rookie. He, uh, Carter came straight from juniors to playoffs and fucking got, like, 13 goals in playoffs or something. He was really good. Um, you know, uh, there's been so many guys, you know, I played with, you know, signed with Dallas and even my rookie year in in, in Detroit, I played six exhibition games with those guys, um, you know, watching guys like Iserman and, and Lidstrom and Chelios. When I was in, in Dallas, uh, Billy Guerin was 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 awesome to me. Uh, Chelios was really nice to me too, uh, you know, and in, 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 in also in, in uh, oh my God, uh, Eliash in Jersey was awesome oh, yeah. that guy can really to play that yeah. there's so many man there's just so many awesome hockey players but there really is it's just crazy played um. played
1: with a few legends hey eh? holy fuck
0: yeah I've lost <laughs> track of the files that have grown the file effects it's funny how some things will just jar my memory and I'll be like holy shit that happened yeah There's just a lot of stuff man been a lot of awesome. places that's <laughs> awesome bro
1: is there a- is there anybody that you still shoot the shit with nowadays
0: just Gil's my best buddy you know and just through facebook i i'm connected with so many people on facebook and instagram mm-hmm. i'm you know I'm, I'm really big in social media when it comes to you know uh promoting uh my business which is you know developing into developing athletes in two different sports and uh and also just showing off my little boy <laughs> so oh, yeah, i'm connected man. with like pretty much like i swear half of my career and all kinds of guys you know it just it's it's a really good network out there if you just if you keep it business wise it's a mm-hmm. great network it's when you start tossing opinions out there is when you start getting burned.
1: So last kind of like hockey thing along the lines, I've seen a video of you. You got a new fight in the penalty box. What in the fuck happened there?
0: That's a long, the well, it's the history. There's history there. Strohshine, who was six foot seven guy, played a little bit in the NHL, but he's a six foot eight lefty. That's right, six foot eight lefty. And uh, lockout year is one of my big fights because uh, the other team started him in wilkes and you just back then, that's just like a huge insult to start another team's fighter in your own building when the other team has a fighter already. It's basically like going, our guy can kick your fucking guy's ass. So we're going to yeah. start him in your building. Like that just didn't happen. Right. Yeah. So uh, and I, I, I put his ass out there, too. So then I beat him again earlier on in the following season. And I touched him up real nice. and It was a quicker fight. Actually, I knocked him out. I put him down. with I didn't knock him out, but I put him down hard. My first three punches. So, you know, after you do that to somebody a couple of times, you figure, all right, he's not going to be hungry for anymore. Right. So, sure enough, he challenges me. So, we fight a third time. I fucking kicked the shit out of him a third time. um And, and I come on the ice after that. And I, at that point, guys are just, guys were even laughing before the fight. They're like, you don't think he's going to try again, do you? And I was like, I, can, I mean I wouldn't think so, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, if does, so then. now we're going on three fights. The guy guy hasn't lasted more than you know five or six punches. Um and that's not how all my fights went. It really didn't. Man, this guy just six foot eight, slower lefty, didn't understand foot position, like this guy like tailor-made for what I do, right? So I'm skiing up the ice and I feel this absolute banger two-hander behind my fucking knees. And I look back and he's like getting his trying to go again. And I'm talking baseball bat fucking swing buddy. So I give him a shot. I give no, I, I don't even get I don't even give him a shot at that point. I, I don't I'm just standing there going, are you fucking serious? The referees see what happened, blow the whistle and give us both penalties. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no 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 oh, fuck. Yeah. he goes you must have done something scroll. Yeah I was like I fucking do it. So now there's no glass in between there and I'm just fucking steaming because now we could have had a penalty and you know a power play. And now, and and I, you know, I'm fucking steaming. Now this guy just showed me no lack of respect. Well, he leans over, no glass in between. He's like, I'm going to fucking fight you every time that we play until I fucking kick your ass. And I was like, well, let's just fucking do it up right now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Should have told him how much time
1: you got, buddy. Holy fuck. (laughs)
0: Didn't win that one either. <laughs> oh,
1: I was looking and then I just see you just like hammering down in the penalty box. I'm like, yeah, the,
0: you know, people look at that and, and as funny as it is to tell good stories and have fun with it, like at the end of the day, I was like, oh, a fucking animal or whatever. But really, that was a straight up. I was actually being quite reserved. I did my mm-hmm. job as a fighter, uh, did my job for my team by taking a shot to the back of the legs and, and not retaliating after everyone knew I was a tougher guy. Sat in the box, didn't say anything, let this guy fucking chirp me. That should have a lot more respect for me, and then I go kick his ass, and I'm the animal, you know. So,
1: (laughs) fucking bullshit.
0: Sounds sounds like you deserved it to me, but what (laughs) do I know?
1: So, like, what do you do nowadays?
0: I'm a full time developmental coach. Uh, I'm I'm the head striking coach at Fusion XL, uh, which is one of the top uh, MMA gyms in the world. Uh, actually we just, uh, Hannah Goldie just got to us. She was just supposed to fight in the last UFC. best shape of her life. No symptoms got, was found COVID, which uh-huh. got there. So they should have put out last minute. Um, we got three or four guys on deck. We have, I think we have 15 UFC alumni, uh, two or three currently rostered. Um, you know, Adolfo Vieira was, who's an absolute monster. Uh, you know, um, just. Phil Rove that just got there. We got Valentine, Woodburn, Luke, Lucas Alexander on deck. They're, they're uh, either contender series or one of the next UFCs. Um, and that, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, and then really the, the bulk of what I do for a living is, is training hockey players, training kids to play hockey, to be honest with you. So uh, for about 10 years, I've been doing that and been turning out some, some pretty wild, some pretty wild uh, things here. We got some incredibly successful young players down here from Orlando, Florida. You'd be surprised. If you're mm-hmm. if you're to look and see where they rank in the country there's oh. Florida there's some Florida boys and girls in there so
1: I love it I love it so you also uh you played like cards pretty good too all right <laughs> you're a yeah, poker I, I guy right? a more
0: money I'm getting there again we'll see like yeah I'm a, I, I I was tutored by by some pretty big uh, some pretty big rounders in Atlantic City um, they helped me with my game I'd always played um, and I was always you know I always had pretty good pretty good instinct but then I sort of met the right guys who harnessed that instinct I needed a way to you know I was I was I had a lot of fun the first third to half of my career and I had to uh but I don't you know I don't sleep well so <laughs> i had to find a way to to not have so much fun and to still be competitive so cards was the way for me to stay up late and do my thing um so I, I started refining my game and placed in the 04 world series and uh and, you know, I still play a little bit now. I just, I don't have the, I don't have the same, same stake as I used to. I got mm-hmm. family to take care of kids. So my, my big rule is if you don't, if you look at your chips like money, you can't play. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to do a little bit better before I can start playing some real cards again. But I'm, I'm turning that corner. I'm turning that corner. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs>
1: dude. So last thing I'll ask you be, uh, by much. the way, this has been fucking awesome, by the way. This Thanks, great. Appreciate it. This has that. been awesome. Um, so to, yeah, uh, to close it out here, Let's give me your best hockey memory. Just something that sticks out to you about playing hockey. Just anything. Could be winning a fucking championship, playing with with somebody, a coach that was great for you, just anything.
0: Well, you know, like, I I hate the fucking cop out of this question, but I can seriously, with 28 professional teams that I played on, um, I mean, you know, 13 junior stops just – and Even people what I met through you know I, you know for me i you know i personally the 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 lockout year was my big anybody that played hockey or that understands hockey understands that the lockout year was the toughest year to be a fighter period because mm-hmm. all the nhl guys played in the na to play in the american league because uh they weren't good enough to take a year off of hockey and make the nhl the next year mm-hmm. and they didn't want to take the brunt of the job so all the american league guys who are literally just as fucking tough. Like the jungle is kind of like whatever. Pick and choose at that time. Yeah. Who do you want to want to call a guy up? Like it's it's all the same. So there was two to three guys on every team, um, and that was a big year to do well. And you have you have to be the real thing to do well that year. And that was uh, I had my best my best two years for those those years. That was as far as accomplishments um, as a fighter, um, and as a role player. That was probably. Even though I hadn't matured as a person enough into that role at that time, you know, fighting wise, uh, fighting wise, that was my that was my biggest that was my biggest accomplishment. I think, you know, uh, right after I broke my neck the, the following year, coming back and, you know, basically, you know, scoring 25 goals and 23 assists in 48 games, I think I had uh that season and and that was in the coast and then some of the american league being able to look at guys who are like you fucking suck screw i'll be like bro i got twice as many goals as you how about we fight yeah, now and watch sure. their fucking balls run up to their stomach that's <laughs> it. it's pretty cool too when i was fighting a little bit and scoring a little bit that was that was fun because you couldn't say no to me back then if you were like mediocre right so yeah, love it. but you know um that's accomplishments and you know you know Tony Curtali, was my mentor. Hockey gave me him, man. That's like my, that's like my, my fucking second father. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Gillies, my second brother. <laughs> so Ryan Foltz, I mean, hockey's given me everything, man. It's giving me a fucking pathway to not go crazy after I get done being a wild ass competitor. I can pour all my energy into the kids, into my competitors. I mean, it's literally giving me everything. So. Um, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful right now to 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 be living the life I'm living and to have the the kind of mindset that I have and the success that I'm having, you know, away from the game as well. So it's given me everything, and I fucking I love it, man.
1: Dude, seriously, man, this is like fucking fantastic interview. Uh, I just wanna, you, I just want to say thank you. We dude, we've been on an hour already.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> like it
1: goes, it goes quick. More than an hour, goes quick. Oh, I know. Shit, you know what? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when everything clear, like clears up again and you have some more time, I feel like I'm going to have to get you on here again for round two, because yeah, I feel man. like we,
0: I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, man. You spin checklists said they might fucking use me again. <laughs> okay.
1: You fuck you should. Do you, do you still, uh, sh- like fucking shoot the shit with fucking all those guys biz and all them?
0: I was on. I was on Spin Chick-fil-A. Yeah,
1: I know. I, I listened yeah. to your episode.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened well, I mean, to Whitney you. I listened. Well, I fought Biz, but I played with Whitney the lot. I can't believe, believe I, I missed that. So that lockout year I was just telling you about. That Whitney was on my team. He was the fucking first. He was a yeah. first round pick. He played on that team. That's why he brought me on. You remember those crazy ass fucking yeah. stories and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, man. I I I keep in touch with a lot of guys right now. And it's 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 a good time, man. Dude, those, those
1: guys <laughs> are awesome. Our show yeah. here, we we love those guys. Like we listen to <laughs> them all the time. They're amazing. They're, they're the fucking show of what we do. Like, right? Yeah, like man. those guys are the show. We're just the like junior C team or, or whatever compared to those guys, right? But Cam like, Jansen
0: is doing his own. Cam Jansen's yeah. doing a really good podcast. He just had here. Brett Hall on. Yeah, dude. Really? No, he's like, after he's killing Jim, it. Cam is the next, that, that's the next biggest hockey podcast. Yeah, Stray. there's the them
1: too. They got Missing uh, Curfew there with Scotty Upshaw and Shane yeah. O'Brien.
0: That's Which I uh uh Sean McMorrow just started too, his own. I think he's going to be really good at that. He's a beauty. Mm-hmm. So
1: but all right, man, I just want to say seriously, thank you so much, Mike. This has been fucking great. Um, we'll have My to pleasure. have you on again pleasure. soon, brother. It's, it's been fantastic, buddy. All the best with everything. I want to see all those fighters winning belts in the UFC.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just give me a little time. You're going to see it. Valentine Woodburn. Check him out.
1: I can't wait, bro. Anyways, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much.
0: See you, brother. Take it easy. Yeah.
1: There he was, folks, Mr. Mike Scroy, loving it up in the Florida warm weather. Fucking jealous of that, I'll tell you that. But what an absolute beaut. Best of luck to, uh, to Mike moving forward. This guy never stops. Training UFC fighters, training kids for hockey schools and stuff like that. He runs his own little like, clinic and everything, so he's a busy guy. So thanks a lot, Mike. We will definitely see you around. So we'll get uh rolling. Speaking of rolling, the Colorado Avalanche, Rob, you had a couple things on them, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Well they well they got uh what in, in fifteen fifteen points, fifteen straight points in their last uh I I I can't remember how many games it was, but uh mm. like fifteen straight points. Like, holy just shit, rolling. you know, you're you're just fucking rolling like. Put the pedal
1: down and give her shit. Yeah. So that's probably like eight straight games with points. Yeah. Uh, with fucking right. either a win or a loss, right? Yeah, but the,
2: like I started looking at the uh stats for uh Colorado, right? And with mm-hmm. uh Nathan McKenna, you know, he's got 43 points, uh 13 goals and 30 assists.
1: Yeah, I can't believe he only
2: has 13 goals though. That's kind of crazy, but and uh that that ranting in a yeah on fire Holy shit this kid 20 21 goals 22 points
1: yeah he's nasty
2: landeskog 14 goals 22 uh assists and uh like even down to kadri who's like one two three four five six six 6 on the list he's got 27 points 10 goals 17 assists that, that that's a fucking wagon there bro
1: not a bad problem to have no no <laughs> what
2: a great what a great deal him going to uh colorado for for eh? hmm like you just stepped in you you just got front seat to that wagon yeah
1: like thank you yeah <laughs> yeah those guys are they're buzzing man over but there they're gonna oh, be hot yeah they're gonna be one of the i think it's it's gonna be like a final four type deal and i think they're gonna be in the the, the they're they're gonna be one of the ones in the final four to me what's their goalie's name Gru- gruber or grubauer grubauer he's a former I mean, he's windsor on fire Tim. or windsor spitfire oh really yeah. yeah awesome i've messaged him to try to get him on here too so philip if you ever hear this holla at your boy <laughs> like fuck <laughs> let's let's go kid Fuck. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um you had some stuff on your leafs too i believe didn't you okay
2: yeah i was watching a game last night and uh i'm trying to th- uh
1: majipani-hmm
2: for uh Calgary, there,
1: yeah.
2: Hyman trips him in front of the net, which which you saw, yeah. Mangiapani is sliding on both knees, turns around and looks at Zach Hyman and fucking two hands him right in the face. Gets four minutes, uh, two two minor penalties whatever
1: thinking or whatever uh,
2: i don't even remember what it was called i was so fucking hot like i i was i was livid like yeah. how and then they went and looked at it to make sure that it was a high stick or <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck they were looking at Hyman's bleeding you know over in the bench getting his fucking gums and nose all plugged up but two but four minutes mm-hmm. i i don't understand Do
1: you like, think he's gonna be seeing mr Perros?
2: he better he better or, or, you know, like, we're, this is this is the same thing as um, Gallagher getting cross-checked in the face. You know, mm-hmm. one, one game, okay, we're not even in the playoffs. And it's a blatant two-hand smash in the face. Like, he's on his knees, turns around, looks up at him, and freaking hacks him right in their lips.
1: What do you think he gets?
2: I'd say three for sure.
1: I bet you he gets a $5,000 fine. I'll, I'll, <laughs>
2: I'll start watching
1: fucking ping pong. Cause think Ovi got a five thousand dollar fine. There was another bad one right after that. Who else, what else happened? Oh uh McDavid threw an elbow on a guy at center ice, hit him in the head, 5000 five thousand dollar fine. But
2: I bet it I, I bet with Mangiapani, I bet it's it's uh who you are. Yeah. you know, Ovechkin gets a five thousand dollar fine. He's Ovi. McDavid throws an elbow at somebody's head. You know, if it's Ryan Reeves, he's fucking
1: ten games. Oh yeah, imagine that was Tom fucking Wilson.
2: Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the the, the the you can't have double standards in sports. It's the same thing. Come come playoff time, everybody loves the playoffs mm. because the whistles go away. Yeah. Well, why not leave that like hockey through all of hockey?
1: Let the game take care of itself.
2: It will. But no, then 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 the referees will get no face time. Mm-hmm. So
1: I was listening to missing curfew there with uh, Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw and um, what is it not Kevin Hayes um, Brian? Yes, so the the other Hayes brother. So and I was listening to them and they were like talking about that where like Upshaw was saying back in the day when he played that refs he used to say to refs all the time this isn't about you they don't fucking pay and spend their hard-earned money to come see you like that's what he was saying right. to, to like some of the refs and he said he said nowadays it's starting to be like a fucking joke like the refs like think it's about them so they're making all these calls and everything for their fucking facetime on right on tv why not get acknowledged for not oh that shitty caller? or how many calls you made or whatever why not get acknowledged saying wow that was a great game that the refs really let them fucking just play the game Right. Like, well, you know what I mean?
2: It's like referees and umpires. You want to be mm-hmm. seen and not, but not heard, mm-hmm. you know, like every player that plays a game, you, you want to know that they're there to do your game, but you don't want to hear them or see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or them getting in your way, like, yeah. Hey, let's put another referee out. So we have more th- shit to go around.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say five, $5,000 fine though. Just by the, by the like trend of the way things are going in the NHL. It's embarrassing they should be ashamed of
2: themselves if that's what happens
1: i agree i'm um, not
2: i'm not just saying it because it was fucking hymen like it, it literally if that was it's, anybody
1: it's a, it's a slash on the fucking face what if he lost
2: his eye what if he fucking knocked all his teeth out like it just happened to maybe open open blade slap him you know like yeah but it's still you know he's bleeding out of the nose so you hit him hard enough he's bleeding yeah. out of his mouth really? so you, you got him you got him yeah. good
1: yeah, well, we're going to... You,
2: you got to check it out. You got to you gotta well, check out that and, and see if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, we'll come on the next uh, <laughs> segment and you can say, Rob, you're full of shit. But I, mean, I was...
1: No, I, I mean, wouldn't think you are. If, listen, if if the guy's bleeding, he's fucking got hit hard enough to where it should be looked at. Yeah. Especially if it's a blatant fucking shot in the face. I didn't see the play personally. Will I go back and look when we're done this? 100%. Yeah. But the, like, the, the,
2: the puck's not even near him. Yeah, so not you, even near those To two. me,
1: you should just be thrown right out of the game for that. Like, have a nice yeah, day
2: for sure. Bye-bye. And like I said, the refs went over and looked at it at the penalty box, and sure enough, they didn't. I, I, like, I don't know what the what the reason was going. If they were going over to see if it was a five minute major, or, but if it, how it wasn't a five minute major, and they looked at it, I, I don't know. But enough, enough of uh, this. I'm, I'm just getting hot about it. I,
1: I think George will end up being on that one, Peros. He'll end up sitting in a meeting with Mister Peros.
2: Yeah. Well, um, if you didn't like the trip, drop the gloves and go fight them.
1: Yeah, I agree. This, that's why take out the fucking instigator rule. Let these guys be held fucking accountable for this dumb shit that they do on the ice. Or hit them hard in their fucking pockets. Start throwing them out of games. When you start throwing them out of games and they miss games, they miss money. So start hitting them hard there too. Then maybe guys will start freaking using their heads and not do dumb shit. Yeah. So moving on from that. Horrible news, well, good and bad news out of Montreal, let's say. So, the bad news is, we'll all always start with the bad news, is Gallagher broke his thumb. So, they're talking, I think they're talking like a three to six or something or a four to six weeks type deal. That's going to hurt.
2: For sure it is.
1: Now, what do you do? You get Johnny Hockey. But do you think, but that's a lot higher... Of a pay than Gallagher, no? Or are they close? Well, you to want it?
2: him, you want him, to, you're going to miss him. Yeah. So you, ne- you need to fill the spot.
1: But if you make a push, though, for the like playoffs, he can probably come back a little bit early from a thumb three to no? six
2: weeks. You're, 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 we're, we're a month away from the playoffs.
1: I bet he's back by the time the playoffs start. I bet he'll come back. Oh, he's, he's a beast. 100%. 100% he's coming yeah. back.
2: He's, he's the epitome of a hockey player, man. Mm. He, he's just a stud. Small,
1: a guy, too. Small yeah. guy, too. Small guy, too.
2: Yeah, but you'd think he was six feet tall when, when oh, he
1: plays. He'll fight anybody, too. He doesn't care. Yeah. Um. The other side of that is uh, it's Jordan Stahl that's there now, right? Or no, Eric Stahl. Eric, yeah. Eric Stahl goes there, makes his Montreal debut last night, scores an overtime. Yeah, that
2: was a pretty <laughs> sweet goal,
1: too. <laughs> so, scores the overtime winner. Do you think maybe that's – Okay, listen, we know he's not going to go out there. He's not going to put up a bunch of a points. We know that he's on the fucking back nine. Okay, so we know that, we know that his points are on a little bit of an incline. Let's address the obvious, okay? But decline,
2: decline, not right. incline. Oh yeah,
1: sorry. i see, I'm fucking out okay. of it today, man. I'm out of it today. Yeah. Want to know why? It's because my eyes are too white while well, I'm on here. Yeah, right uh, you now. haven't gotten high yet. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. But anyway, so, but yeah, so I think he j- he adds a lot more than just on the ice stuff. Uh like he's a he's a locker room guy he's a leader he's been there he's done it all he knows what it takes to win and to me having a guy like that on the ice even if his points are on the little bit of a then i would take that and have his on ice and in the fucking locker room over him putting up 100 points like you're not he's not going to do it is he going to help you yes but i think he's going to help more off the ice and on what do you think
2: well, I th- I think I think Montreal just did what uh, Toronto did with Thornton and Spezza. You know, like they mm-hmm. picked up two two crafty veterans with uh, Perry and Stahl. Mm-hmm. and there you go. Like every team needs them. You need mm-hmm. those locker room guys. You need those guys that go out and get that one goal and jack the team right up. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, uh, good for them. Good for them.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it
2: he'll was- do it well in Montreal.
1: I think he. I think I thought he was a nice fit there um But segueing into you know veterans
2: on your team, Jason Spezza just topped the uh top 100, broke into the top 100 and yeah, scoring that. in the NHL. I've seen that, and that's over 7,000 players that have played this game, and he's in the top 100. How about that? That's great. He's, he, awesome.
1: he's been he's been around a while, man. He's been he's been kind of, well, oh, his whole fucking career, he's been, like, steady Eddie pretty well oh, his whole his whole fucking sure. career, right? Only the past few years he's been on a little bit of a slope, but other than that, he's fucking golden. He don't hurt no team. He no. won't hurt no team. No. And even if he's not throwing up points, he's doing that little shit, that little, that little play off the glass that gets you that odd man rush or the winning draws in your zone or, like, just shit like that that he's, you can't pay enough to get that shit in the NHL. And he still keeps up?
2: Mm-hmm. And he's a big dude, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy watching that guy play hockey, especially his face-offs. He's just so, just clever, clever
1: boy. Mm. Yeah, he knows how to win a draw. Let's put it that way. I think he's fucking pretty like, highest in the league almost. Yeah. Um. Last thing that we had, finally, my Red Wings laid a absolute whooping on fucking Tampa Bay like beat down, it was 5-1. Do you think that that was a Tampa Bay breakdown or did the Red Wings just kind of put everything
2: right? Did they get everything right for once? What do I'm you saying they got everything right for once. Everything just went well. Like, they, uh, uh, who, they I just can't collect. remember who, who played net, but, you know, there were some weak I think, ones.
1: But I think, I think it was, oh, you mean for Tampa Bay? Yeah. I think it was Vasilevsky, is that his yeah. name? Yeah
2: and and, you know like uh they they just they just played well and and what was what impressed me is they only allowed one goal Mm -hmm. so they played you watch it it was like a fire sale when the puck would get anywhere near the net and red wings are diving all over it (laughs)
1: was it bernier that played net Uh, i think it was grice that night oh was it yeah so
2: yeah like uh, i i thought they played very well like all i saw was the highlights don't get me wrong I'm not going to sit there and fucking waste three hours watching the Red Wings.
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what I, what no, I they're, like, they're getting
2: better. They're getting fun, you know, like they're, they're, that's, that's an enjoyable game to watch, mm. you know, for you Red Wing fans, obviously, right?
1: What I like is how they're not like, they're not getting like absolutely like killed in games. Mm-hmm. They're not winning games, but they're in games, right? You know what I mean? Like, make it fucking interesting. When I sat here last season, Watching these guys play. I'm like, this is a fucking joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, I was with, I think I was with Nate Grant one night. Uh, So I was with Nate Grant one night and we were watching the Red Wings game and they were up like four to one last season. And I said to Nate, I'm like, they're going to lose. He's like, no fucking way. I said, I'm telling you right now, me and Nate, when me and Nate bet anything, it's beers. Okay. It's, It's always beer. So for instance, like we're at ball, like, hey, aunt, hit a fucking homer this at bat and I'll buy you a Bud Light or whatever. Like, oh, okay. The first thing you do, you're going up, you're swinging for the fence, right? Uh-huh. But so anyway, so that's what we did. So I'm like, I told him, I'll bet you a Bud Light tall boy on. It's always a Bud Light tall boy. So he's yeah, but like, he don't drink beer. Was his a sangrini martini? And I'll buy him whatever he wants. So <laughs> something with a fucking
2: umbrella in it.
1: Yeah. So, so he's like, sure. So we do that. And next thing you know, it's four two. 4-3 and then he's looking at me and then it's 4-4 four, four. and then they go into overtime and i'm like watch here it comes 4-4 four, four. bam 5-4 they lost in overtime nate looks at me how the fuck did you know that i'm like i could just tell by the way they were playing they were sitting back they were getting sloppy and then just boom it was just fucking shit show from there but okay. they're not doing that this year so even though they're not winning a lot of games but they're like i said they're in a lot of games which shows me which gives me lots of hope actually so right um, yeah, it seems like any team that seems to
2: sit on them fucking leads, you know, like Toronto seven, one over Boston,
1: whatever, you can't, can't sit back, man.
2: Oh, you, well, why do you change the game plan? Just fucking go after them. Yeah. Just and keep the, putting the puck in the net dagger, 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 whatever.
1: Yeah. And then whatever, if you have to brawl, cause you're running the score up, whatever, who cares and do that too. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. But they, team, that don't happen no more. No. Team bonding. <laughs> that's yeah. what fucking we used to call it. Team bonding. <laughs>
2: Um, See if you can spread the COVID.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody can all be yelling at each other in a small little thing. They can all be get their breath nice and close and everything, too. <laughs> um, on that note, that's about all, all I had. What about you? Uh, just a couple more things. Sure. Uh, Johnny Tavares
2: hits uh, 800 points.
1: Fuck. Milestone. Yeah.
2: And uh, Campbell ties Potvin for nine straight wins in a row. Uh, i seen that. That is fucking insane, bro. What? Okay, let me ask you this. When Freddie Anderson's healthy, what are you going to do?
1: Go with what's hot. Go with what's hot. Play that kid, till play him normally. Don't, 100%. Him wear, don't wear him. Not out. one loss, though. Yeah. Not
2: one loss. No. And he's out.
1: no, give him like two or three, but yeah. you fucking keep him on a tight leash, but you still, you fucking, you say to Freddie, listen, when you come back, you're going to go into kind of a little more of a backup role right now. We're going to go with the kid. The kid's hot, so you play him. Right. Why wouldn't you? Because well, like, he you never know. He could maintain that fucking hot stretch all the way through the playoffs. Like, you don't know.
2: Yeah. You don't if you're know. rolling, rolling. Yeah.
1: You, if, it, if it's not broke, don't fucking fix it. Right. That's the way Find I look it. at it. They,
2: they, they're obviously paying him way more money than they're paying Jack Campbell, right? So yeah, but a lot of coaches go with, well, our managers, whatever, however you want to look at it, hey, this is the guy we're paying. He's We got to get him better. Okay, yeah. get him better. But yeah. make him earn it.
1: Yeah. You know, you Freddie, Freddie
2: came in. He didn't have to take the spot away from anybody. No. Nope. It was given to him. Just yep. like every other freaking goalie that's come in here, you know, uh, other, other than Felix Potman, mm-hmm. you know, that had to earn the spot. Keep, keep it seems like they, that, they they have two regular goalies and then they'll go trade for one. And then that's our guy. Yeah. But meanwhile, he hasn't done shit yet. So, you know, like they, they were talking about uh, Toronto picking up Bernier again. Why? Why are you doing that?
1: Maybe Freddie Anderson's on the way out and they're going to go Bernier and Campbell.
2: You already had Bernier.
1: Yeah, but Bernier I- wasn't this good when he was in Toronto. Bernier was a really good goalie
2: when he was in Toronto, but I ain't fucking good right now. If, if I was Bernier, I'd be saying I don't want to go back to that fucking Toronto. You know, yeah. no, it ruins like, it ruins yeah. careers. Like
1: I got shit on there. I it just will take your life career. away from you. Because he's fucking fantastic right now with the wings. Like he's and that's
2: awesome. Amazing. I don't I don't understand why they want to trade him. Do you guys have, do you guys have somebody in the minors that's coming up? That I do, I
1: believe they do. Oh okay. Uh, it's Calvin Picard, I think. Okay. Is, is the guy coming up? But I think they're going to trade Bernier to get something for him while they still can. Well, they want draft picks. Trade him while he's hot. If anything,
2: get draft picks.
1: Especially now, they what they need to do is they need to just call him in the office. Eiserman needs to call him in and say, "Listen, you're playing. It's up in the air, but some of the best hockey you've ever played. And you're we're not really doing the best right now. And I would give him that option. Do you want to be traded? Yeah. If you want to, tr- if you want to go somewhere while you're good, while everything's rolling for you right now, we'll we'll fucking get you out of here. Right? Like, no, like, I want to play for you, Stevie. Uh, he might. Some guys you know just I mean? do. when you install that like faith in them and you give them that shot, some guys might not want to go. But that's the thing too. Like if you have a, if Bernier's playing well, and obviously he's a, he's a well liked player. I'd keep him and trade Grice.
2: Keep him. Get rid of Grice, Bring the kid up and let Bernier mentor
1: him. Yeah, I would you know be, what happy. I mean? like, be happy with that during this rebuild, but when you get more into the rebuild though, you're going to have to get a more like in stone fucking starter. Like to me like yeah, it will he do for now Bernie, yeah, but we need like a we need like a Robin Leonard or a Mark Andre Fleury or like something along those lines here. Is was. I don't know.
2: I I I th- I honestly think that if you have a guy like Bernier, who is a renowned, uh, recognizable NHL guy, yeah, goalie, you know what I mean? Proving himself to. Right. So, you put the kid in net, he knows he's got a backup behind him that's solid, that if he fucks up, he knows it'll be taken care of. So, he gets to take a little bit more chances. He gets to... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you get a little bit more movement. You know you're the backup, but you're getting the chance to come in and play that game. Yeah. You know you got Bernier on your side. And a lot of them goalies seem to root for
1: each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, as crazy as that sounds. They're, they're always yeah. a team. They're always a team. You're right. Right. They're always a team. So. I don't know, man. Don't know. It's going to be interesting. And, like, the trade deadline goes in six days. April 12th is the trade deadline. We What's that, a- Monday? Uh. Yep. So Monday is the trade deadline. So I'll be watching all that trade center and all that stuff. I'm, um, I know that you're back to work, so I'll be like posting shit. Oh, we'll
2: see. Work. We'll see how my arm is. Yeah. And, uh, well, well if, if
1: not, maybe we should arrange something to watch that together. Yeah, we could do that. And then we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. But anything else? Are you good? Nope. I'm good. Yep. I got all that shit off my Beauty. chest. Beauty. All right. That's it, everybody. Until next week, we've got another big show for you next week. Guess what? Not telling. Ha <laughs> ha suckers <laughs> so until next week Aunt rob we're signing off we're out of here see ya peace yeah i
2: can get
0: behind it.